A book of today's stuff is that Chof Dalit in Nazir. Michael pointed out that uh, on yesterday's stuff, I think that I, that I mentioned when I said about Rechavam, who was um, from Nama, I mentioned it was that Nama was his wife. Nama was a wife of Shlomo, and Rechavam was their son. So he was the fourth, uh, four generations after uh, Moab. Moab came into the uh, the royal family with Oved, the father of Yisha, the father of Dov, the father of Shlomo, and um, uh, the, the second daughter, uh, who was from uh, Amon, uh, the second daughter of Lo, who was Amon, came in four generations later with the birth of Rechavam, who was from Nama, a wife of Shlomo. Says the Mishnah, a woman became an Azra. We had before the Roman could be an Azira. She set aside her three animals for a regular Naziris of Tara, which includes an Ola, Chatas, and Shlomim, three regular animals, not birds. The husband broke it. We've learned that the husband breaks her neder, not Milamafreya, not retroactively, but going forward. Now, the question is, what happens to the animals? Okay, so her, her Naziris is terminated at that point. No more Naziris. What do you do with the animals? If she set them aside, if the animals belong to him, then put him back in the flock, put him back in the barn. She had no right to, uh, to um, sanctify his animals. They belong to him. Even as we'll see, if he gave her permission, it was only under the condition that she's going to need them for an azira. Otherwise, his condition is revo- you know, the condition is not fulfilled. And... Uh, and any kedusha she gave them would have been revoked retroactively because she didn't really need them. So we'll see who this goes like. So let's say the animals belong to her. How can they belong to her? We'll see that question in the Gemara too. If the animals belong to her, so that means she sanctified these animals. They already have kedusha. What do you do? The chatos you let die. Why? Because it's like one of the five chatos hamesos. This is a chatos like shemesu ba'alel. And a chatos, if you set aside an animal, a chatos, you brought it. You have a carbon. You have to bring because you sin, and then you die. What happens to the animal? You let it. You let it die. You starve it, and you let it die. It's one of the five chatos animals that you let die. One of his chatos shemesu ba'alel. And we said before that uh, if the uh, nazir 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 doesn't need it anymore. Because they're not they're not completing the Naziris period of 30 days, a minimum of 30 days, then the chatas, you let it die. Ola to gorilla, bring it as an ola. What's the problem? An ola can always be brought even as a goodwill offering. So it's an ola of another, bring it the ola anyway. Okay, what about the shlumen? The shlumen, what do you do with the shlumen animal? Trick of shlumen, bring it as a shlumen. No problem bringing ola and shlumen. See a chatas or an asham, you don't bring if the person uh, doesn't need it anymore. There's only two atonements. So the so for an asham, you let it get a balmum, and then you sell it and bring it with the, its money, you bring an ola. But the chatas, it's a lochum must be seen, that you let it die. But an ola shlum, you can always bring. So bring the shlum. However, it has the rules, part of the rules of a nazir, because a chalim yom echad will see that normally a regular shlum is eaten for two days and a night. That means uh, if you brought it on Monday morning, you bring it Monday, Monday night, and you can eat it on Monday, Monday night, and Tuesday for a day, a night, and a day. That's a regular shlom, but there's other kinds of shlom, like a toda, which is only eaten for a day and a night. And the shlom of a nazar is also only eaten for a day and a night. So it's eaten for a day. It says leomecha means a day and a night. Now, normally, a regular shlom of a nazar requires breads. Breads were brought with it. But you can't bring the breads here. Why? Because you need the nazar with it. <laughs> yes, the Pasuk says that 
Pesach says, you bring, you put it, you put the breads on the hands of the Nazar. Well, there is no Nazar anymore. And therefore, what can you do, right? The Pesach says, uh, so it says there that you have to um, you have to put it on the hands of the Nazar. Well, there is no Nazar. So you don't bring any breads with it. So that's what happens if she had her own carbonos. The chatas you let die. The ola you bring as an ola. The shlom you bring as an olam, as a, as a shlom. You can only eat it for a day and a night like it was sanctified as that of a Nazar. It has that rule. But they don't bring the breads because there is no Nazar anymore. Let's say she had some money. She hadn't yet actually designated these animals and given them this animal, you know, Clyde is uh, is an Ola and uh, whatever, Jim is a Chatos and this one is a Shlomim. You, know, you didn't actually designate the animals. She just set aside some money. Got a thousand dollars here. This will be for my animals. But she didn't say which money goes for which animal. So in a case like that, we'll see. So even though there's money for Chatos in there too, but you all give it as an adabah that's learned out of psukim or halachamash misina, as we'll talk about. So that all goes for an adabah, right? And therefore, that's the rule, halachamash misina, it's a pasik, it's tomorrow's gemara, that it goes for an adabah, meaning you bring it, you bring it with it, olos. Okay, you give it an adabah to the base of they bring it for olos, like what they call kitzamazbeach, when things are not a lot of work in the, in the base of Migdash, they bring carbon olos there to keep the business, to keep the shifts going. Mosimufarashim, let's say, you set aside money and you said, this money, this pile of money is for the chattas, this is for the oldest, for the shlamim. So what do you do with the mechatas? The mechatas, you can't use for anything else because it's already set aside for this. It has like, it's it's the sanctity of chattas. You feel it's got to be destroyed. You give it, you, you throw it out. Throw it down the toilet. That's why you put it in the alamelch, meaning you destroy it where it won't be used. But it doesn't have the full kadusha of a regular chattas animal. Therefore, there's no me'ila. If you had enough from it, there's no me'ila. But the rabbanan loan a hen of lamon. And as when you have the any of the phrase in shas loan a hen, you should have enough from it. But if you had enough from it, you had mal. That means that there's no me'ila to arisa. And rabbanan, you're not supposed to have enough from. <laughs> in other words, it's not a me'ila to arisa because it's not really a hektish animal. But it has the kedushem kedusha to it. Kedusha chatos. Never you have to destroy it. Just like chatos animal is destroyed, you let it die. The same thing, the animal, the money, you let it, you you uh, you you destroy the money. Dimei Ola, let's say you have of the saying you set aside the money for a chatas on shlom. So the money of the chatas you destroy. The money for the Ola, you be Ola, umolimba. Now, if you bring it as an Ola, an Ola, as soon as you set it aside as an Ola, it's kache kachim, kache kachim, you're moling it right away. You can't have any enough from the animal. It has to go to the base meat. There's just to be brought as a carbon, and you can't have any enough from it. In fact, afterwards, you can't have enough from it either. It's got to be totally burnt. Dimei Shlom, what do you do with Dimei Shlomim? You bring it as a shlamim. Again, you eat it only for one day because it's that of another. However, he doesn't say it over here, but you, but the shlamim, Rashi says, doesn't have to say because there is no meal on shlamim. Shlamim is kachim kalim. Kachim kalim, you're only moal in the emurim, in the fatty parts of the animal after Zrika Saddam. One of the differences we had in this Rachim, right? Between kachim kachim, you're moaling right away. Can't have any enough from it. If it's uh, an animal, if it's uh, like a chatos or an asham or uh, a carbon mincha that do the coin and eat, so they're entitled to it. It's their food after after Zrika Saddam. 
and Akhtaris and Murum, then they're entitled to eat it. But you're mowing right away. Kachim Kalim, like a Shlomim, right? Or other Kachim Kalim, like here in the Adapanazar also, this is a Shlomim, uh, or uh, Toda, Kachim Kalim, things like that. You're only mowing in the Murum, in the fatty parts, after Zerika Saddam, but you're not mowing the animal before Zerika Saddam at all. Montana, who's the author of our Mishnah, the Baalo Mishtabama? What do we say in our Mishnah? He said in the Mishnah that if she set aside animals, she set aside animals, but they weren't hers, they belonged to the husband. So they put him back in the flock. If he, just, if he terminated her Naziris by breaking her nether, so put it back in the flock. Now, what do you mean? Isn't he obligated to give her Karbanos? If she needs Karbanos, you got to bring Karbanos. Isn't that, isn't that the rule? So therefore, they should be Kadosh already. Why do you say? That he only gave them to her provisionally uh, if she's going to need them. Who is the author? Who is the Tana who holds that a husband's not obligated to provide for his wife? It goes like the Rabbanan, as a Machlux, and Rabbanan. It goes like Rabbanan. Why? Rabbanan say you're not obligated. This author, Rabbanan, goes, if you say it's Rabbanan, argues with Rabbanan. Why do you say you put these animals back in the flock if they belong to the husband? He's obligated to give them to her. He's obligated to provide her with the animals. The time of Yudomer. maybe carbon usher alishto. Let's say a wife was poor. A woman was poor, and she had a chiv to bring a carbon. She made uh, she uh, let's say swore falsely, or she made some 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 reason why she have to um, uh, bring a carbon. But it, let's say it's a carbon olivore, where it depends on how wealthy you are. If you're rich, you bring an animal. If you're poor, you bring birds, a couple of birds. If you're very poor, you bring a flower offering, a carbon mincha. Let's say she's poor, and now he marries her. The Buddha says he has to provide her with a full animal. Even though she, even when she was poor, she didn't have to. She didn't bring it, and she got married to him. His obligation is, he's, if he's wealthy, he has to provide her with the proper animals as if she's wealthy. That goes with the Mr. and Mrs. Mrs. is now, uh, you know, she's entitled to his wealth too for that. All animals that she's chayta. This is what he writes to her in the Ksuba. In the Ksuba, it's written, any achrayas that you have is on me, even uh, the islach, it's now on me, I'm obligated, from before. Any achrayas, that you have on yourself from before, the islach, a lie becomes even from before now, I'm responsible to give it to you. Interesting that, in other words, so according to Rabbi Huda, he's mechuyiv to give her the carbon. So if he's mechuyiv to give her the carbon and she set aside the carbon, then if he breaks her to Zeris, the carbon should still be kadosh and like the rules should apply to chatas ol and shlavim. You don't say you put him back in the flock. So, so the chari goes like the rabban who say that he's not obligated, not like Rabbi Huda. Rabbi says, no, I feel tamer of Yehuda. You can even go like a Yehuda. He mishabit la, when is she, is he obligated to give Milsa the Tzricha, something that she needs, Milsa the Tzricha low. In other words, if she doesn't need it, he's not obligated. So when when she, he says, yeah, if you're a Nazir, okay, you're obligated, I'm obligated to take, you, you know, my for my animals, but he broke the Naziris. It's only if she's, if she's, he's only obligated if she needs them. If she doesn't need them now, so his obligation is, is taken away. Before he broke the netter, she set them aside, right? But it's it's provisional. In other words, this that he's that that he that he's obligated to give it to was only the provision that she's going to need them. She's not going to need them, so it's retroactively rescinded. 
is is his his obligation that that her her ability to take her carbonos is rescinded even retroactively because it's only on the condition you're only on the condition that uh, that you're entitled to it. It's like hektish batos. If you made a mistake, it's not hektish. So here too, it's only on the condition you're going to need them. If you're not going to need them, you don't have permission to take them at all. Here, it's an interesting thing. We said that he writes her in the Ksuba that Alachrayas that you have, this love is a lie, min kamanasna, even from before, from before, even before you got married, certainly from the time that they got married, is obligated. Tosfas in the, the third from the bottom, Tosfas, Tosfas the third from the bottom, about seven lines from the bottom of the page, says, Hachigar is Rashi. He brings down Rashi. Now, here again, you know, most of the Mepharshim say that this is not Rashi, you know, like we had in the Dharm. In the Dharm, it says Rashi, and it's not Rashi, right? So we know that it's not Rashi. Here, a lot of Mepharshim also say they call this the Mepharish, the explainer. In other words, the place of Rashi is Rashi. It, it, it could be that they're right. And here's an indication that they're right, because Rashi, he, he brings down that Rashi says, not that he writes her in the Ksuba, but when they get divorced, she writes to him that I mochel you, all the achrayas that, that I have on you, you know, achrayas that, that, you know, that I have on you, uh, uh, the isli, Allah, right, that I have on you, Mikadam uh, stuff from before, meaning you're obligated to, to, to pay for my carbonos. Well, now when, when, he give, when he gives her a divorce, she writes him a receipt and says, Okay, I'm mochel that. I'm reading Tosas now, six lines from the bottom page. After she writes the Ksuba, because she writes him a receipt, I've received the Ksuba, it's Kavalti, Ksubasi. that I have on you, before, So he says, it's, the same, it's effectively the same thing. That he writes her in the Ksuba that I'm responsible for everything, even before we got married. And, and when they get divorced, he, he pays her the Ksuba. She gives him a receipt, and in the Ksuba, she writes a receipt, and I'm mochel any obligation that we have from before also. You know, this is the Ksuba. So, but the way the way that he writes, Hafigar's Rashi, and we don't have that in our Rashi over here. We have the way Rashi reads the way we have in our Gemara, that he writes her in the Ksuba. It's mashma that this is not Rashi, right? Because Rashi says that the way we have in the Gemara, and Tosa brings down that Rashi says this. So it sounds like uh, that those people who, the, 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 the Mepharshim who say that Rashi in our Gemara and Nazir, it's not really Rashi, it's only a Mepharsh. Not really Rashi. I call it Rashi. It's, it's certainly a Risha in any case. All right. So back in the Gemara, so we said that our Mishnah goes like Rabbanan because according to Rabbi Yehuda, um, you know, she's, since he's obligated to provide her, all her Kabbanah should also be cutters. The Gemara says, no, not necessarily so. Even according to Rabbi Yehuda, he's only obligated to provide her if she's going to need him. She's not going to need him. She doesn't have to. He can have me some say, back in the Gemara now, six lines from the bottom page of the Gemara, some say, no, no, no. The author of Rishi is Dr. Rabbi Yehuda, who says that she, he's normally obligated to provide for her carbonus. When is he obligated? Something she needs. She's not, he's not obligated. In other words, like we gave an answer in the first way that it could even go like Rabbi Yehuda. He says, no, Dafka does go like Rabbi Yehuda, who says he's obligated, but he's only obligated when she needs it. If she doesn't need it, the obligation is rescinded. The Rabbanan, according to Rabbanan, says he's never obligated. He's never meshubah to her. So what's the idea that uh, it, it doesn't work? It doesn't work at all. In fact, the only way it would work, it, it, according to Rabban, he's not obligated to provide for her animals. You're on your own. You you get it. Get, get, go go raise your money somewhere else. And even then, it belongs to me because we'll see. So he's not obligated for carbonus at all. So certainly she can't use his carbonus. Ella Ella How is it possible that she gets animals from his flock? 
the Meshavah look at going to Akhila. He says, okay, I'll give you, I'll give you the animals. I'll give you the animals. Well, if he gave her the animals, period, keep her the Akhila, have an they're hers, and then you should say that if they're hers, the same thing that we said in the Mishnah. If they're his, they go back in the flock. If they're hers, they maintain the Kedusha, the Chathos you let die, the only Shlom you bring is only Shlomim. Well, if he gave them to her, then they're hers, right? So what's the problem? So they so it can't go like Rabbani because according to Rabbani, he's not obligated to give them to her. And if he does give them to her, then the rules should apply in the Mishnah. If they're hers, the Chathos should let die, and the only Shlom you bring is a carpet. So that so when our Mishnah says that if if they're his Karbanas, they go back in the flock, cannot apparently go like Rabban at all. But Rabban says, no, we could have an answer there too. Could even go like Rabban. Rabban Rafil Tim Rabbanan. He maknil again. When he gives them to her, he also gives them to her with that with that stipulation. Uh, only if she's going to need them. So you could really say that our Mishnah goes like the Rabban and Rabbiura. The Rabban and Rabbiura argue about whether a man has an obligation to give uh, his wife, to provide his. Uh, his wife with Carbonos, according to his standard of living. Right? If he's wealthy and she's poor, or even if uh, even if uh, she didn't have any obligation before, but now she gets an obligation, he has to provide her according to his means. That's her view to Shita. Rabbanon say, no, he doesn't have to provide her according to his means. He's not responsible for that. But the mission can go like either way, because either like the Rabbanon and the Mishnah says that they go back in the flock means where he gave them to her with the contingency, if you're not going to eat them, they're buying again. Or even like Rabbiuda, Rabbiuda also says he's only obligated uh, with as long as she's going to need them. If she's not going to need them, he's not obligated. So the mission go either way. So the mission says, Back to the basic question: If the animals belong to her, and now she's no longer a nazar, what do you do with the animals? They're already kadosh. What do you do? So you bring them the chatos you let die. No, only you bring us kabbanas. The Gemara says, "He manala. How is she going to? How does she own anything? We have a klal. Whatever a woman owns belongs to her husband. So what do you mean she owns them? She doesn't own them, belong to the husband anyway. So how can she own anything? Amra Papa says, she scraped them off her dough, meaning she saved them from her allowance. She gets a weekly allowance how much to spend. Let's say her husband was out of town and they, she provided an opportunity to give her a certain amount of money. And she was mistopic mamuwa, she used less. And she stuck some, some aside. Many women like to do that. You know, the husband gives them a certain amount of money and they like to hide a little bit of money in the cookie jar you know, to for a rainy day, so something that the husband doesn't know about. That, you could do it that way. Or you could say, maybe that doesn't work either, because if she sets aside money, scrapes some, you know, saves off a little bit from her allowance, it still belongs to the husband. If she used it, she used it, but otherwise it still belongs to the husband. Somebody else gave her the money, that works. If somebody else gave, let's say a great uncle of her said, I don't want that scoundrel of a husband touching this money. I'll give you a gift, but it's in a separate account and your husband can't touch it. In other words, I'm only giving you to the condition that her husband has no wishes over it. So with that money, she brought the kabbanas. That's how it's possible that she brought kabbanas. So the Mishnah says, if she used his money for the kabbanas, according to the Rabbanan that he gave her, according to Rabbi that he's obligated to give her, fine. If, if he gave it to her, he's obligated to give it to her. If she needed him, fine, then she brings his kabbanas. But if she doesn't need it because her Naziris was terminated by the husband, then they go back into the husband's flock because he never meant to give it to her. He only gave it to her the condition that she's going to need it. The condition wasn't fulfilled. <clears throat> um, but if uh, if they were her carbonos, she got them. She had money on her own that her uncle gave her. Or somebody gave her this money on, on, on the condition that the husband has no rishus over it. She brought the carbonos. Then the rules apply. The chathas is holy and you have to let it die. And the only shlom you bring as prescribed in the Mishnah. 
So the Mishnah said, Ra'ola tikkuv olav ashlam tikkuv amale shmuel lavu bar'i. So when we said the chatas, you know, the chatas is a chatas is, of is, um, is usually a kispa, uh, a female lamb uh, under a year old. And the ola is always a male lamb, right? Male lamb. And the, um, and the asham, uh, well, the, this next case, not an asham over here, but chatas ola and the shlamim, shlamim could be either one, but it's a, a shlamim could be either, either male or female. Uh, but, um, uh, it has different rules over here than um, uh, than than other kinds of shlum. As we said, normally shlum are eaten for two days and a night. You don't require breads with them. And uh, here the mitzvah is that the shlum has to be two years old. Different rules about the shlum of another. So we said in the Mishnah that this shlum is not a normal shlum, right? The ola is an ola. It's a burnt offering. The chathas is a chathas brought. The uh, shlum is different. It's not eaten for two days and a night. It's got breads with it. Different rules. So Shmuel said to Abu Bar'ihi, Amalei Shmuel Bar'ihi, don't sit down, Adam Rasli, till you explain to me this thing. Adam Milsa, I've heard the following thing, Be'eluhein, I've heard this Milsa, I've heard this thing, what did I hear? Eluhein, Arba'elim, these are the four rams, right? This is what the shlum here is, the shlumim is, is a kind of a ram, they bring that as a, as a, a ram, right? Which is a, a male adult sheep. She'enan te'unin lechem, there are four uh, Nazir Shlomim that don't require any Lechem. I said before, if you're not a Nazir, if she's not a Nazir at the time she brings the Kabbalahs, you can't bring the Lechem because it says in the Pussy about the Lechem, you put it on the hands of the Nazir. There's no Nazir anymore. She's not a Nazir. So you can't do the Lechem. But there's four kinds like that. What are the four? Shiloh, if it's his carbon. Shiloh, her carbon. Shiloh, Chamisa, after they die. As we'll see the case, let's say the Nazir set aside Kabbalahs. He was a Nazir and he died. What do you do with them? Okay, kapara after kapara. What does it mean after kapara? Kapara means they already got atoned with another carbon. For example, let's say a man, a nazir, he have this nazir set aside his karbaras, chatzal shlamim, and the animals ran away. You want to keep them in a, they ran away. He lost them. He got three other karbanas. Now they found the original karbanas. What do you do with them? Chatzal shikipur you let it die, right? Shlomim, you bring it as a shlom. The older you bring it as the older, but the shlom also, no bread. So there's four kinds of shlomim animals, these kinds of rams that you bring that have no bread. One is, if it's his, what's the case of his? Why, would, why wouldn't he bring bread? We'll see. His, hers, after death and after kapara. Okay, but what are they? Explain this to me, he said. Number one, number two, shaloh, shaloh. Number three, What are they? Shaloh haramr, hers we just explained. If she was became a Nazira and she set aside her kabana, she had her own money, she set aside her kabana, so then he canceled the Naziris. So what do you do with the, with the animals? We said, the chafas you let die, the old you bring is an old, the shlom you bring is a shlom, but no bread, no bread, right? Um, Gluten-free, a gluten-free sacrifice, right? Um, Shalom, what's the case of his? Why would his, uh, why, why would his Naziris not require uh, bread with the Shalom? That's not. We're going to have an admission soon. Especially in the Torah, that a man, not a woman, a man can make his son, his young son, a little boy, he's got a boy eight years old, wants to train him or whatever reason, he can make him a Nazir. Unless the kid objects. The kid doesn't object, he's an Azur. Can't drink wine, can't tell the mace, can't has to let his hair grow. Made him an Azur. 
that a husband, that a man can make his son and does not once he's bar mitzvah, once he's bar mitzvah, he's his own person, but he's a cotton, he could tell him, I'm should be a nazar, I'm making my son a nazar. Nazar, okay. Ketzad is a nazar. You put in the word Ketzad in Mishnah. Gilach, let's say he shaved his head, meaning he objected. He says, I'm not, I don't want to be a nazar, I want a, I want a haircut. Or other relatives shaved him. Or Micha or he objected. Or Shmuchakarada says, No, what he's an eight-year-old kid. What are you driving him crazy for? People objected. Okay, that's the rule. He's a nuzzer unless somebody objects or unless he objects. Okay, Oshmichakram. Okay, Hilo Muslim. Let's say though, they set aside the father set aside money for the kid already, right? For the Kabanos. Here's the money for the Kabanos. He didn't he didn't yet specify which is Khatal. He just said, here's a thousand dollars for the three Kabanos. And for the three Kabanos, he didn't specify. And even if he didn't. Uh, Rashi is going to say later on, even if he didn't say specifically that they're stumen, he just said, he just said, here's the money for the Kabanos. He didn't say anything more than that. So what do you do? So we said before, just like we said uh, in, in the mission, what do you do? It all goes for an adava for the base meters because the money's holy. Holy money is set aside for Kabanos. It's holy money. If he set aside money and he said, this money's for the chathos, this is for the shlom, this is for the ola, what do you do? So again, like we learned before, the money for the chathos, you, you destroy, you throw it into the Dead Sea. The ola, you be ola. Because mila is on an ola, immediately it's kachim kachim. The mei shlom, you be shlom. Only eaten for one day like that of an ulcer. And doesn't require bread. Right? Doesn't require bed. So there's your example of shalom. It's his, right? The father or the son set aside these kabanos. The father set aside for the son. And then the son effectively broke the netter. He has an ability to do that because he can object by either shaving or just saying, I don't want to be a nuzzer. So there's, we have we have the wife. How did the how did you have the case of the wife? Where the, where the husband canceled it. He was, he broke her naziris. You have a case with the son. That's shalom. Okay. What's the case of Shalachimisam and all? What about that case? Shatanya, we learned Amapr Shmos and Zeroso. Man's a Nazar and set aside, it's a Tanan really, the Tanan Amapr Submission in Manachos. Amapr Shmos and Zeroso, man set aside money for his Naziris, for the Karbanas. So what do you do? Amapr Shmos and Zeroso, Sloan and Belomol and Ben. As long as he just set aside money, the money itself, you're not, there's no Me'ila yet. Why? You can't have an offer because it's money set aside for but some of that money is going to go for shlom. So any money that you look at might be shlom and money. And shlom money, there's no meal, so you wouldn't bring a carbon the suffolk. Okay, a carbon meila for being for committed sacrilege with uh, holy stuff, with holy objects. This money is holy, but some of the money is shlomim. There's no there's no uh, meila and shlomim, and uh, only in the murim after Zerikas as we said, kishlom is kachim kalim. Okay, let's say meis v'hayilam muscle. Let's say the guy died, and, and the money was still... Um, un, undetermined money, indeterminate money, as it wasn't decided which part of the money will go for which carbon. As we said before, most of me goes for an adava, for the base of Mikdash. The man died and he left over this, this uh, envelope of cash is for the Ola, this is for the Chathos, this is for the Shlom. What do you do? Muslim for Russian. You got to destroy the money, as we said. Because it's not really Hegdish, uh, like an animal that, uh, that there's Mi'ila on. But it's 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 saying it's holy money, and therefore doesn't have a doesn't have a rule of meal. It's not an animal. However, it's uh, not like a chatas animal. But you can't have an all at least a rabbon, and you have to destroy the money. 
you would, even though this is not a question, but this is definitely Ola money. This makes a difference if it's Ola money or Ola animal, there is Me'ila there. But the Me'chata, since it's, you could say since the money is, is, is effectively supposed to be destroyed, there's no Me'ila on it because it has this rule as if it's destroyed already. Maybe that's why there's no Me'ila there. But an Ola, Ola money or Ola animal, either way, you're more than an immediate. You bring the Shlomim, B'nechal Me'omechad, Here's another example. And as we said before, and anyway, you wouldn't be Moelon until until after Zrika's down. So there's your third example. We have Shalom, Shalom, his and hers. We first said hers, our Mishnah. Shalom is the case of the son. Now we have the case of Lachamisa. The guy died and he set aside money. This is Khatas money, Ola money, Shlom money. So that's what you do with the Shlom money. You bring it as a Shlom, no bread. You can't put it on his hands. He's dead, right? You can't put the uh, the bread on his hands. Shalachar kapara. Now, shalachar kapara is obviously if you brought another animal already, right? Like as we said, you set aside your animals. They ran off. They got lost or stolen. And then you found them later on after you brought other kabbanas in their stead. What? So they're also, uh, the same thing was applied. Why? Shalachar kapara, it's a sfara. It's a sfara. Shalachar misa matam. What's the reason shalachar misa, you don't bring bread? He can't be, he can't, he's not fit for atoning now because the guy's dead now. So the whole, all these rules don't apply. The regular rules of bringing Kapara don't apply. He's also not Roy for Kapara, so there's no reason to bring it. True, in the case where he's dead, there's no hands to put it on, but here he also he doesn't need a Kapara. You don't bring a for a person who already had a Kapara. So if it's after Kapara, the same rules apply. The old, if it's an old, it's an old. It's a chathos, you let it die. Either you let it die if it's an animal, if it's money, you destroy the money in the Yamamelech. And it's a shlomim, it's set aside as a shlomim already, so bring it as a shlomim, but no bread, and it's only one day. Says Gemara Vasulek, are there no other cases of a Nazir whose shlomim is brought without bread? Voika, we had before, we have Ika, the Tony Levi is the Girsa. The Tony Levi, that's the Girsa here. Uh, the Tony Levi, Levi learned. Bishar called shamanas or other kinds of shamanas. Let's say you shafted it improperly. Let's say with a bad kavana. I'm just saying, think about a bad kavana. Shayrim their kosher. As we said, beginning is welcome, right? Let's say another, let's say you shafted it for a different person, not for this nazar, for somebody else. So in the world, it's kosher. So they're also been a only for one day because it is a nazir shlaman. You don't bring the bread with it. You don't bring the zroa, the, the b'shela with the, you don't cook the zroa, etc. with it. Um, so you see, here's a, there's a fifth example of a, of a Nazir's uh, shlomim that comes without bread. If, if let's say, you brought, you, you made a mistake, you brought a shlomim mitzvahsan, or the mitzvahsan, he says, it's uh, in Rashi here, he says the mitzvahsan is uh, to bring it a two-year-old one. Let's say you brought a one-year-old one, so they had the Kedusha of Shlomim, but you didn't bring it properly. So it's kosher. The animal's kosher. You can eat it, but he's not Yosef with it. And it's eaten only for one day. It doesn't need lechem. So there's the fifth case, too. The answer is, we're only including the ones that are brought properly, did it like the mitzvah, meaning there was nothing improperly done. In the case of hers, so his Naziris was canceled. In the case of his, the kid canceled Naziris. In the case of Guy died, he died. In case of he already had a kapar, he had a kapar. Nothing was done wrong. Those were just the circumstances. In this case, where something was done wrong, let's say you bought it with a kavana of Shalom you bought it with a bad kavana, or you brought the animal at the wrong, the wrong stage in its life, the wrong age. So there it wasn't done, the mitzvah wasn't done properly. 
Shalak Mitzvah, we're not including those. But if you included those, there is Taka more than four. All right, we'll pick them here tomorrow for Shem Pahayil Mosum and Yiflin and Dabba. Yeah, so so uh, so for, first of all, um, on Pesach, um, uh, the, the, um, the, when we talk about it here, the bread, we don't mean chametz bread. We don't mean chametz bread. We mean bread like that are, that are uh, matzah, right? So uh, like even like 12 loaves of bread and the shulchan and the base, which are also matzah bread. Those aren't things. There's only two, the, two kinds that are, that are chametz. One is that with a toda, right, of a, of a toda, and one more. In other words, most of the times when we talk about a carbon mincha flour off and we talk about bread, we mean, uh, we mean uh, matzah bread. In fact, we say that in Karbonus, that you can't let it become chametz. In other words, almost, almost all of them have no chametz involved. It's only, uh, only there's only two Karbonus that involve chametz. And all the other carbon minchas are, are like matzah, not chametz. All right, we'll pick them here tomorrow, Mr. Have a good day.